Yeah. You know how I get in that mode, right? Cole. Send affection, perfection. I'm just trying to tell these niggas they been dodging neglection. You been dodging the cold one, I guess he up with them numbers. But you know that if he get it, you niggas are begunners. Uh, ho, ho, ho. It's Christmas, I've been sending gifts to these niggas who really listeners I've been trying to drop some, I told them a journey up I put that cold play out just to tell them it's not enough <laughs> Money keep on coming, it's flowing Sure sale, niggas wanna get it, I got it Sure hell, we just from a town where they get it Doorbells ringing, you can get a kick to a foot to a door Niggas wanna get it, be riding rich to a shore Niggas trying to tell me this way is wrecking emotion Racks in, racks in, racks in with motion uh, Racks of emotion, I'm deep in emotions, gone Coast through the city as I smoke Ride through the city as I go Get it like I get it, how far could I go? Tell them that them numbers forever, they gon' go Niggas telling me, are you sure? Yeah, I know Yeah, yeah, take that, take that Soon as it drop, I tell niggas to break that Come back in this bitch like the break was over Gave these niggas two times, not cold to shoulder Lean on this shit, nigga, like who gon' mean? Lean on this shit, like who gon' mean? Add it up, nigga, like the digits ain't right <laughs> Scale double up, scale double up, huh? They in trouble, huh? They in trouble, huh? Fuck that shit, nigga, cut that shit off What's your problem? <laughs> this guy sucks. Yeah, he does, him. dude. No, Laura, they have made a quarterback change. Tim Boyle will start Friday's game against the Miami Dolphins. Zach Wilson sent to the bench, and not only sent to the bench, but demoted to third string. So, 2021 second overall pick has now not just been benched, but relegated to third string. And the true starter is hurt, so technically he's fourth. As an offense, though, I mean, when you guys are only able to score three points, the defense only lets up three points. I mean, do you, do you feel like you let the defense down at all? No. No. Even when I mess up, it's still not my fault. And uh, that bothers me, man. And while much of this falls on Zach for the attitude he came into the league with, lack of accountability, kind of the spoiled brat approach, but I did think he showed some growth before his time was said and done can't take it personal it's not a shot and i understand it's not a shot at me i know i know Salah would never do that i understand the situation in itself everyone's gonna keep fighting even though i'm not on the field and do everything i can to keep helping bro i've been watching content about nfl quarterbacks for 20 years now and i've been hardwired to believe that a quarterback's maturity is one of if not the key component to their NFL success. But I want to entertain the possibility that I and maybe you have been hit with some misdirection that we weren't prepared for. You know when the fake be so good that the cameraman get lost? That's the type of trick play that the league may have pulled on us. Some quarterbacks are outliers. They're going to have success wherever they go. But we get in trouble when we start thinking that those guys are the norm. A lot of quarterbacks we've seen look drastically different depending on the coach and the system and the players that surround them. So if we know that a coach can affect a player to that extent positively, then it stands to reason that they could also have a drastic effect in the other direction. So if we don't go for the fake and we get the cameraman to keep the camera on the coach for a second, we'll oftentimes realize that it's not just the quarterback who slipped and fell flat on their back.
Back in 2021, The Ringer dropped an article asking what's more important than quarterback development. On one side of the spectrum, you got nature. On the other side of the spectrum, nurture. Nature versus nurture, meaning is the quarterback's natural, physical, and mental strengths the most important factor when it comes to determining his success, or is the environment he lands in the most important thing? To get an answer, they looked at their recent history and asked how many first and second round QBs were drafted between 2011 and 2018. And of those quarterbacks, how many actually signed a second contract with the team that drafted them? They started in 2011 because that's the start of the modern NFL. And they cut it at 2018 so they had three years to evaluate. Then they took those quarterbacks who fit the criteria and they wanted to see how many were drafted the good teams versus how many were drafted the bad team so that they can measure what effect environment had on their success. It's a good method when it comes to measuring nature versus nurture because the natural better, more highly touted prospects are seen as having more talent but go at the top of the draft, therefore going to much worse teams, aka worse environments. While players perceived as slightly less talented or slightly lower tiered prospects go later in the first round, but they go to better situations with very clear and pronounced environmental advantages. Ownership, continuity with the staff and the roster. Maybe the coaching is just mad, but you're surrounded with great weapons. Or maybe your weapons are mid, but you got a great line and a great defense. The way I see it, all of that factors into environment, which kind of fits perfectly with the term they used, nurture. So who wins, bro? The natural freaks that go in the top five or the solid, the good prospects who go to better situations. Playoffs within the previous two seasons or had a combined winning record over those two years. A bad team was the opposite, had not made the playoffs in two years and didn't have a winning record over the past two years. So that's your good situation versus your bad situation. So the top quarterbacks, the dudes at the top of the draft who went to worse situations only made it to their second contract 32% of the time during that time frame. But the slightly lower tier prospects who went to better situations got to a second contract 64% of the time which is double the hit rate despite dealing with lesser prospects. But it got even crazier when they dug a little deeper. They found that John Elway was the only person keeping it close. As the former quarterback, Great was notoriously bad at drafting his own position. If he wasn't already a Hall of Famer, Elway couldn't really pick him. But when they took out the draft picks that Elway specifically missed on, just take out all the Broncos picks, then picks who went to good teams made it to their second contract 82% of the time, bro. Damn. So if you went in the first or the second round to a team that made the playoffs within two years before you was drafted and you didn't get picked by Elway, then 82% of the time you was going to sign a second contract with your team. Bro, the only takeaway from that particular set of data is that for a quarterback man going into a competent situation is the number one predictor of success in the league. With that said, let's look at the situation Zach Wilson was drafted into. So before Zach was drafted, the Jets hadn't made the playoffs since the 2010-2011 season. Bro, and they had not had a winning season since 2015, so this definitely would qualify as a really bad situation. And once he got there, the situation didn't get no better. First off, he arrived in a quarterback room with very little veteran support. All he had was Mike White and James Morgan, two guys who had not thrown an NFL pass between the two of them. So not really a whole lot of experience 
experienced Delino. Now, he also had Josh Johnson, who does have a lot of experience as a backup for many teams, but never as the main guy. I'm pretty sure he can offer some valuable advice to a young quarterback, but it ain't exactly like RG3 mentoring Lamar Jackson. He had a first-year offensive coordinator, a first-year quarterback coach, and a first-year head coach who was a defensive-minded guy. So the Jets gave this man a very inexperienced quarterback room, a very inexperienced coaching staff, a battle line, and not many tools to work with within year one. So while Zach will have to wear that tag of being a if you take a look at some of this research, then you take a look at Zach Wilson's situation on top of the fact that he's not like a generational quarterback, then the outcome of this thing was pretty damn predictable. So the Jets deserve to share in some of the blame. But when Robert Salas said he saw the whole Zach Wilson saga as a series of unfortunate events, believe it or not, there's actually a ton of truth to that statement work with Zach. Greg has some experience as an NFL player, having been on practice squads from 86 to 94, but his true calling was coaching, which he did in different capacities from the time he retired as a player to, well, we'll get to that. Greg coached players like Steve Young, helped develop Michael Vick, and even coached Peyton Manning with the Broncos. So a whole lot of experiences with different types of quarterbacks at different stages during their careers. Now he was going to be tasked with coaching Zach Wilson and helping to nurture this talent into an NFL pro. But in between the time Zach was drafted by the Jets and his rookie season kicked off, tragedy would strike. Zach's QB coach, who was hired specifically to develop him into a pro, tragically passed away. Bro, he was hit by a car while riding his bicycle, was left in critical condition and tried to fight it, but Five days after the accident happened, he sadly passed away in the hospital bed. So as far as I know, that was the first unfortunate was set to kick off. So one thing leads to another and they end up going with a rookie quarterback coach who answers to the rookie offensive coordinator who answers to the rookie coach. All trying to answer questions from this rookie quarterback and the backups ain't got no experience, bro. It's really not ideal. Back during that time frame, three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Matt Hasselbeck spoke on the situation. He said, quote, Zach's going to have to be Superman in a lot of ways that people will never see. It's not even about just throwing a football. He can obviously do that as well as anybody in the world. But who's sitting with him in a cold tub when he's got two broken ribs and he had a bad game and they're playing on a short week? Who's coaching him through? I'm not saying that he can't be successful. It just doesn't feel like he's in the same fertile soil. Now, you might hear this as him making excuses for Zach. And maybe you get a little bit tired of guys like Hasselbeck or Orlowski always going out of their way to make excuses for quarterbacks. And I say maybe you get a little tired of it because I get a little tired of it. But when you ask why they do it, the subway series another parent having a hard time or going through something with a kid you're a lot more likely to empathize reason being because you've probably been in a similar situation or at least had a close-up view of a similar situation when i see content creators in the news and my boys be talking about it i'll be like yeah but you don't really know what it's like to be in that situation i can empathize because i've been there or maybe i've been close 
Or maybe it's just the proximity that lets me see it from a different angle. Matt Hasselback was drafted over 20 years before Zach into a very different league and a very different situation. So remember I said Zach had two backup quarterbacks who between the two of them had not thrown a single pass? Ricky head coach, Ricky coordinator, Ricky quarterback coach. That was his support staff when he joined the Jets. When Matt Hasselback came in and joined the Packers, granted this was way back in 1998, he had future Hall of Famer Mike Holmgren as his head coach bro his quarterback coach was Andy Reid and the backup quarterback that he got to learn from was current head coach Doug Peterson not to mention the starting quarterback was Hall of Famer Brett Favre and after three years of sitting behind all of them Hasselbeck still said he felt like he was not ready he said quote at that time they believed it was important to invest in the room Like I said at the beginning, generational QBs or the most elite prospects can overcome a lot. But every quarterback is not a generational talent. And teams got to do a better job of holding up their end of the bargain. Maybe you can't get all these Hall of Famers in the room, but do the kid a favor and at least get some experience in the room. The situation with Coach Greg Knapp, of course, they could not plan for that. But outside of that, bro, everything else could have been done better. But this one move they made, I really liked even though it ultimately didn't work out in the end. The whole Aaron Rodgers jet saga could be seen as a negative. In a lot of situations, you don't want Aaron coming in and stunting the growth of your young quarterback. But in this situation, the Aaron Rodgers addition was one of, if not the most positive thing that happened to Zach Wilson since he came to the Jets. All in one, he got his surefire first ballot Hall of Famer with all the QB knowledge that you ever could ask for. Been big chilling under the spotlight for years. Some for the better and some for the worse. Then he caught Aaron at the perfect time in his career when he was focused on being a great teammate and mentor. And he's not coming just to mentor. He's coming to start. So you get the knowledge and you get to sit back and watch. This was a great move by the Jets, bro. Another open shot. They drew up a play, set some screens, and they got a good look. You give Zach a chance to reboot and develop in the background because you improved the roster the last two years but Zach was broken during that time so he needed that chance to sit back and reboot behind Aaron and in a short period of time you saw the maturity start to grow as an offense though I mean when you guys are only able to score three points the defense only lets up three points I mean do you do you feel like you let the defense down at all the Saints you were just talking about yeah that's on me you know critical situation I can't I can't have a play like that I cannot drop the ball you know and this team is sacrificing a lot you know guys are making plays defense was making plays was making it clear to those guys that I need to be better I need to be better on the little things the details um it can't happen this move meant that ideally Zach would learn how to deal with the media learn how to command the huddle learn how to truly watch film Learn hella tricks of the trade, see what all goes into it, and get first-hand advice from one of the best to ever do it.